Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha and welcome to another edition of the Rainbow Wrap-Up. And we got a lot of good vibes going today, as you might imagine. I'm sure you all know why. But first, got to bring in my crew, starting with my boy, Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Hey, Wayne. How's it going? I think we're both of us are pretty happy with the result of Saturday. We'll talk about that. <laughs> but we're also even happier to have our boy back with us. And that's, of course, Sean. What's up, Sean? What's up, everybody? I'm back. <laughs> awesome. I mean, yeah. you know, Sean, we missed your spice on the on the show last week, but um, we got your report card in, and we'll get it in again this week, and I'm sure it's going to be a lot better um, than, it, than it's been in the past. Um, for me, you know, this was my 99th game in a row, and wow. for this year, another year of perfect <laughs> attendance, 13 <laughs> games in the books from Nashville. To Honolulu, to Eugene, to Honolulu, to where else did we go? Reno, Albuquerque, um, Laramie, Wyoming. Laramie, of course. And we have a lot of stories. Go back and check out that uh, podcast from last week if you want to hear about our stories in Laramie. But, you know, that's what we are about at Hawaii Sports Fans, hisportsfans.com. Um, we had a Black Friday special this past week. Congratulations to all those who took advantage of it. And if you're listening to this right now and you reach out, maybe I'll be nice enough to let you uh, take advantage of it still, even though it's already Wednesday as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. But um, we're going to have a lot of travel next year with HI Sports fans again. Of course, our famous NCAA men's volleyball tour. Um, it's going whether our boys make it back to um, the big dance or not. We'll be there in Long Beach um, as I was at the pyramid last week to see the wahine advance into the finals um it was a crazy week for me from like i said from laramie going from uh all the way i know when i talked on we were on the podcast last week i was in orlando um recording the podcast so and now i'm in mililani once again back home (laughs) um but i just did six games in eight days five different time zones all american time zones so I'm kind of uh, still somewhere, maybe maybe in Oregon or maybe wow. in like, Colorado by now. Every um, time zone, my- Wayne. Every time zone. Exactly. <laughs> Every time zone. Uh, one guy that did follow me along was Brian. Of course, we talked about that last week with Laramie. But um, this past week, the Bows played Colorado State, which is just down the street from Laramie, actually, about an hour away. Ryan had to drive through right by the campus as he went through Fort Collins on his way to Laramie in a car. Uh, with a bunch of parents, so go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> but uh, Ryan, first uh, talk about you know some of the charities um, for Collins based and also Maui that were helped out this past week. Uh, so last week of the season, um, I actually found a, a place called it's called Foco Cafe. You know, Foco for uh, Fort Collins. Um, but yeah, so it's a cafe where they try to do just sustainable you know food, but it's volunteer based. Uh, nonprofit as well. So it's it's one of those you can pay it forward for meals and donate meals. And 
you know, they just, whatever you can pay is what they accept for meals. So it helps out for people, you know, maybe struggling a little bit, things like that. Um, I saw something kind of interesting when I was looking at it too. The, uh, the founders, so this place got founded in 2014 and the founders actually retired to Hawaii a few years later. So they oh. got it up and going and oh. I, I'm pretty sure they're still somewhere on this, in this state. Um, but yeah, just, you know, a really cool place to, you know, try to get these farm fresh foods. So, you know, if you're someone who's struggling a little bit, you can get a healthy meal. You know, this isn't a place where they're just like, you know, throwing out kind of fast food, cheap food or anything like that. It's like, you know, real sustainable vegetables, you know, entree, two sides, something healthy to keep you going. Um, but yeah, really cool place. So as far as Maui goes, uh, there's another place that I saw. Um, actually, it was from my <laughs> my Google News feed, um, but it's a newer group uh, called Makana Nona Keiki. Um, it's a grassroots movement, um, super new, um, but that what they're actually working on right now is helping children and families um, with gifts for Christmas coming up. So uh, nice. with you know, everyone affected by, uh, you know, the, the fires, obviously, in Lahaina. Um, but yeah, so it's they're taking uh, kind of like a, a make a wish or, you know, one of those, you know, things where you write on a snowflake paper, um, but it's just cakey Christmas wishes. And, and that's what they're trying to provide just. You know, different gifts. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, the kids are definitely going to need it this Christmas, maybe a little more than ever for a lot of the families. So super definitely. cool that a group's doing that. And especially with Christmas less than a month away. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, those are the so two we had this week. Well, mahalo, Ryan. I think um, those, like we said, every dollar that has been sent to these organizations, you know that they're, it's being spent the right way. And I know a lot of them have gotten back to you, which is really cool. And Hope you can continue your philanthropy and uh, be a good example to everyone. I know that with Maui, especially, there's going to be so much more of a rebuild in Lahaina. Uh, the Maui Invitational, for instance, wasn't there this past year, which I know is a huge blow to, um, you know, a lot of what the island comes to expect in terms of visitors and spending. Um, so hopefully we can still continue to be a part of that rebuild. Um, but one healthy meal, you talked about the healthy meals and FOCO <laughs> our call-ins um but we also had a healthy meal at your house at the Halle Sioux <laughs> uh Friendsgiving um Sean was there as as well as a bunch of um Ryan's closest friends and acquaintances <laughs> we'll say Ryan mm. does Ryan is a Mr. Aloha to all so uh, you never know who'll be invited to Friendsgiving but um you know, uh, it was nice to have our boy Sean of course last week everyone knows that you're absent Sean I don't know if you want to talk about it but um, just share, I don't know what, what, what's going on in your life. And then we can, of course, go into the game as well, but just talk about, uh, how you're feeling. Yeah. Um, kind of some health problems, uh, plaguing my family right now. So kind of dealing with it. I'm, I'm actually having surgery tomorrow. So, um, yeah, I, getting through it. I appreciate all the, the love on the podcast and on the messages and support. So yeah, I, I really appreciate that. You guys are, are real friends. Well, it was awesome to see you. And we're going to shout out, of course, Don. We're going to shout out mm -hmm. uh, your parents and your whole family mm -hmm. and Don's mm -hmm. parents as well um, for all the work that they do. And I know you folks are very close-knit. So we're always thinking about you folks, always. So shout it. out the entire Ohana. But now I think it's time to cue Auntie. Uh-oh. <laughs> because it's time for sean's report card all right last one. Oh no i got one more this season but this is for colorado state the warrior report card offense b minus defense b minus 
special teams B minus coaching B ultimate warrior. I put the seniors. Um, I, I know you can argue for another player, but uh, uh, I picked the seniors. This group, this group has been through a lot COVID coaching changes. Um, I, I just thought that, you know, they battled. So it, it was a, it was a great way to, to end the season. It, 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 this team really came on strong at the end. Well, at the end of this game, we came down to a game-winning field goal. Um, it's crazy. A beautiful way to win like that. But at the same time, a little bit interesting. Not sure if it was a coaching error. Not sure if it was a referee error or or what. But um, it seemed like we should have had time to spike the ball and should have done that in the first down. But um, yes. uh, Ryan, just <laughs> take us through, Ryan, the very end. UH gets the ball back. They give up a touchdown in the uh, kind of – the secondary kind of blew a little bit of the coverage. UH is down by eight. We give up a touchdown. We get the two-point conversion. Now it's tied. Um, and my boy Trey, he said, game-winning drive here. So shout out my boy Trey. Um, but um, that's what happened. Tell us, you know, just explain it all to us, Ryan. You know, the, we were joking a little bit about, you know, Jay Norvell being kind of one of Timmy's big mentors because on both sides of the ball or both sides, both teams, we were just like, what the heck is going on for a lot of these decisions? Um, mm. You know, it was uh, Norvell going for two uh, earlier in the game, which didn't make sense to a lot of us because they still would have been down by one score anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, I give a lot of also credit to our offense. Also, his 53-yard goal. His 53-yard yeah. That, you know... <laughs> Maybe I don't even know if we were in Colorado if that ball would have made it. To be honest, <laughs> no, uh, it wouldn't. But no. when he when that kicker came up, I mean, that was a good 10, 15 yards short. <laughs> if I practice? saw my kicker do that, I wouldn't have tried that a second time. I think that was oh, oh you're wishing for a lot on that one. Um, but you know, with with this team, they did keep fighting, like you said. I there's a lot of questionable stuff, like you said, uh, you know, being able to run a drive and take up clock. You know, we came out before Colorado State scored that last touchdown. We came out throwing the ball. And, you know, there's a lot of us and probably a lot of coaches would probably just say, hey, let's either do short passes, run the ball, burn clock. And I think that UH could have done a lot better job of doing that. Uh, but, you know, hats off to the offense when they came back out. Uh, you know, they needed that field goal to win the game. I mean, it, luckily we're in the point where it was a tie. So missed field goal, we're Absolutely. going overtime. Uh, still a little bit of confusing because, I mean, what did we go with those first three plays where it was run, run, screen, which yeah. was like <laughs> plays you'd never really call when you're down and need to go score. But it worked. <laughs> I mean, for, for whatever yeah. reason, the first two runs, we both went for a first down. You mm -hmm. know, screen had mm -hmm. some big, you know, had a big gain. So... I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe we're just used to everyone in college in the NFL just, you know, if you're down and need to score, you're throwing the ball 10, 15, 20 yards every play. But for whatever reason, it worked. Um, you know, maybe a little bit of that last, you know, game of the night magic. You know, you see all this about Reddit and college football and that, you know, going on. And, you know, you joke about the last betters and everything. And, you know, it's that Manoa magic on senior night, I guess, too. So, well, yeah, we definitely overall, I think had, yeah. I mean, there was a lot yeah. of magical moments. Obviously, <laughs> from the very you know beginning of the game, um, being down a touchdown, um, and then, in my opinion, the play of the game was the pick in the end zone, and mm -hmm. our Gorman um, alum back there in the secondary 
Um, for me, that really was the game, even though we were still losing at that point, because had, I think, the Rams gone up 14-0, might have been different. Um, but Sean, you offense gave them a B-. minus. I think that's fair. 27 seems to be our number now. We were asking for 20. Maybe we can up it to 27. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. it seems like we have more facets to it as well. Right. Like, I, I just got to say, like, Shipley, that kick, it's like he took a half swing at it and, and the thing just, <laughs> it just boomed off his leg. And I, I would have ripped this team to shreds if, if they, if he didn't make it, I, the coaching would have, <laughs> would have been a, a C minus, I think, you know, but you know, it's still a young coaching staff. I still think, you know, we're seeing the development of this offense. Shager seems a lot more comfortable you you see him, you know, just the way he's out there and interacting with people. And, you know, he, even the way he got in the, the faces of those two Colorado State players, you know, <laughs> where the guy got the, the penalty. So I, I just think we're we're seeing him kind of come into his own. So I, I I'm I'm guessing he's gonna be back based on what we saw on on Twitter today. <laughs> yeah. Um somebody got gonged well, and then deleted their tweet. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he he mean, might have two year two years left. So, or well, I guess we'll see. That, uh, a national sports writer tweeted that he heard Shager was leaving, entering the portal, and mm-hmm. Coach Chang retweeted it and said, "Shame on you!" I think or something, and said that he just talked to Shager. And to be honest, players yeah. have Shevin never told Graham that he was leaving. Had he never at all gave him any, you know, inkling to believe that he was leaving, and, and maybe. That's maybe that's untrue. Maybe he was trying to tell him, but um, yeah. I don't think Shager is leaving. I think he's like you said, trying to finally get comfortable. Uh, I'm not sure how many teams are you know hunting him down either. Um, but I also think that he should have some competition. Michael Alejado, who is quarterback of the number one team in in high school football, um, committed to play for UH. Um, I hope he signs. There's the early December signing period. To me, if he's very, if he's truly committed, he'll sign in December. Um, I know Coach Prime talked about two quarterbacks decommitting from Colorado and saying like they can't be faithful to a woman or a girl. How are they going to be faithful to a school? But <laughs> I, I mean, that. that's kind of some truth in that as well. Like, um, are these kids going to stay committed? But I think that'd be good for Shager as well, right, Ryan, to have some stronger competition. Yeah, I, you know, we talked about that and. You know, nothing personal against Farrell, but when we were watching him throw when he came in for some, you know, clean up time a, a while, a few games ago, it just, his his accuracy was not there. Um, his balls that he was throwing were just not great uh, coming out of his hand. So, yeah, I mean, you know, competition's good. Uh, we've seen it throughout, you know, UH, and we've talked about this in the past over, the, you know, decades. We've always seen, you know, competition. And, and Timmy himself, you know, yeah. Um, he got taken out of games if he wasn't going well. Um, you know, we thought, I don't want to say June had a short leash with a lot of his quarterbacks, but, you know, he wasn't afraid to swap them out. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw the same thing with Rolo, um, with Chevin and Cole just a few years ago. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I think it will be good for him. I know that Shaker's got a little bit more size right now, um, you know, and I think that hopefully he will get better over this offseason. Uh, I think we've also noticed that, you know, we've been – we were just wanting him to look for, you know, have a second or third look at, at any receiver this entire season. And it took him a good four or five games <laughs> to kind of figure it out, but he's using more of the field, which is good. Yeah. Uh, you know, we do see him stare down quite a bit for a lot of his receivers. 
luckily we've got some fantastic receivers who, when he does stare them down, a lot of times they're fairly wide open. Um, you know, shout out to Stephen McBride, who's uh, apparently coming back. I think it was Stephen Sy's article that was saying that. So that should be yeah. really good to have that speed back. You know, Ashlock's coming back as a sophomore next year. Um, I think Nishigaya as well. So, you know, should have a nice little receiving core for him. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can strengthen up our offensive line a little bit better. And, yeah, we'll see what this offense can do next season. Yeah, I thought the old line did well, really well this year. I mean, there was some times, obviously, where they were giving up like six, seven sacks a game or something. But they started cleaning it up, and we had guys that could run that were proving that they could step up. Obviously, Landon Sims from the beginning, but David Cordero, we have to shout him out because he, you know, emerged out of nowhere basically and um, is starting to <clears throat> become a legitimate force for UH. I mean, he knocked off a forty-yard run i believe um was averaging like 20 yards per carry from in the first round and those are the in the first half of the colorado state game but those are the types of athletes that you know uh they fit in perfectly they're undersized mm -hmm. and you know that can be and, and that might be an understatement to say something like that when these guys are like <laughs> five 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 mm -hmm. six and it's it's not you know a slight on them at all it's the fact that it they use it as their superpower and it's really amazing being quality and as well, obviously, just how well these guys, um, you know, fit as cogs in this machine. And that's really what you need to do to make this offense work is to to do your part and, and let everything fall into place. And for Shager, for him to have the run be an option for him is now, I think, really frees him up and makes him feel like if he's stuck, if he's truly stuck, something might be open. And obviously, he's a lumberer. He's not, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, but he you know, obviously is capable of picking up, you know, first downs, especially on on third downs on those on those conversions that, um, you know, uh, guys are playing really tight and we're going to throw for him to have the ability to to, you know, notice when that's available to him is something that we've seen him grow into through this year. And that's maturity more than anything. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this past game, UH led from, you know, once they took the lead, they never relinquished it. And that's something that, um, you know, we might not have seen earlier in the year, but to have the lead at halftime and then to, you know, feel comfortable um, is really nice. And also the fact that they put the Wyoming game behind them pretty quickly. I mean, that was such a difficult game to win anyways. But I mean, it didn't seem as though, Sean, that the, the boys were worried about there being any less meaning on this game, right? It's like they knew that there was so much still to play for the way that this team came out. Well, I, UH tends to play 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 up on senior night. I think they've won the last six. So, I mean, this isn't anything out of the ordinary. Um, nobody sends their seniors out better than Hawaii. So for them to step up, I, I it was a good college football game, you know, from – beginning to end it was very entertaining the end was i think the they'll talk about the end for years so, mm -hmm. yeah well any final observations sean i know um your report card you're you're pretty you're fair definitely you weren't overly crazy which is good because i think as you know there's a lot of room for potential um you know a lot of room for growth potential at least but um just you know for me i mean obviously a win is nice for coach shane but like we said i mean for them to be able to eke out wins without having, because we all thought our path to victory this year was to install the offense, have it run, and then score a bunch of points, right? We were thinking we're right. going back to, you know, right. the 2000s. 
but that's just not the case. You know, we really needed their defense to step up and, you know, 27 points is enough when, when it's enough, it's enough, you know, if your defense can step up and make plays, but I mean, do you have any, you know, reservations on what you saw this year in terms of from Shager or going to next year? Or what do you think, what do you need to see next from them? Uh, I, I'd like to see some, you know, competition. That's why I think it was big to get the win. We had some Bishop Gorman recruits in the house. So I put it on a good showing for them. I think they're comfortable. I'm hoping they stay true to their commitment. I, I think, you know, we need to get some O-line and some D-line help. And uh, just we need to retain our retain our uh, our our skill players. We need more explosive players too. So uh, I'm excited to see what what Coach Chang is going to do in the off season. So. I'm hoping we have our, our New Zealand sprinter, our Australian sprinter. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for him to be unleashed. Um, but Ryan, I mean, truly, we can say five and eight is. I mean, for me, <clears throat> it means probably more since you guys just thought we were going to pick up five wins, um, <laughs> just like nothing, but. To me, I thought four wins would have been fair and five wins is, you know, he he went up above what I anticipated, Coach Chang. But, I mean, how do you put the wins into context, I guess, and the record? You know, I think that five wins is definitely solid. I think it was really great for Timmy. Uh, not that I have, like, the problem. I mean, losses are always tough, but it's a lot of our losses were the way we lost. And a lot of it was we started off super slow for a lot of those games or we had a couple like Wyoming, like San Jose State, where it wasn't even close from the get-go. You know, yeah. it's one thing to have, you know, a one-score loss or maybe, you know, you, you lose it by 10 or something, you know, in the fourth quarter. But the fact that we had a few games that just we, we were never in it from the beginning is, you know, some cause for a slight concern, we'll call it that. Um, and, of course, that we talked about all season where the slow starts. You know, you look at a, a lot of our first quarters, zero points, I mean, it felt like we had like 20 yards in a couple of them. So, you know, being able to start fast and, and just start in general and be in games, I think uh, next year is going to be, a, you know, a big tell. You know, but we looked at it, too. We had a very short offseason with no spring game, you know, because of the construction and everything going on on campus. And, you know, I, I think hopefully with this spring coming up that they can do something where, hey, we do have a full spring game. We can go through practices and not just condense everything into, I mean, basically, you know, two months or whatever it was, right? Because it, it was cut so short. Um, yeah. And I think that'll help, you know, the boys as well. But yeah, like Sean said, you know, retain a lot of our players. It does sound like, at least as of right now, uh, some of the players who have eligibility are, are looking to come back. Um, we have one that we, uh, you know, kind of know that's close to us that's making a decision in the next couple of weeks. Um, so we'll hear from him and see what he decides. <laughs> You can um, you can tell everyone who we're talking about. <laughs> you can spill uh, the beans. I'm sure he doesn't mind. Well, so I'm, some of you guys know, you know, a friend of ours is Andrew Choi, and and you know, he has he kind of has a couple weeks to decide, and you know, he found out that he had an extra year if he wants to. Um, you know, of course, we'd love to have him back, but you know, as a as a player and as a friend, you know, we want to do we want the best for him, and you know, whatever his career is going to be. I mean, he already is in grad school and you know he's mm -hmm. he's got his degree so you know sometimes yeah as much 
fun as, as football as you know it takes a toll on your body and and you know sometimes you kind of want to start your adult life a little bit too granted mm-hmm. there's a you know a few of us i'm pretty sure all three of us on this podcast if we could still be playing a sport we probably would be right now absolutely, um, absolutely. but you know a little bit different at the college level versus you know yeah. someone say you're in the pros making money and making a salary so obviously yeah. you got you know bills and, and family to take care of as well so you know Whichever decision he makes, we wish him the best, obviously. And, you know, of course, we're going to be around for him. Um, but, yeah, you know, we we talked to, uh, you know, Verdell Edwards is coming back this year. We've gotten, you know, close to his family as well. Uh, and, and, yeah, some of the the rumors or whatever you, the, this Hawaii media has been talking about says a lot of people are, you know, on their way back. And, you know, Shipley and Falk are going to be great for, you know, our, our, our kick team and, uh, yeah. So, you know, if we can just grow a little bit, have some competition to quarterback, uh, like Sean said, both sides of the ball and, you know, D line, O line, and, you know, we'll see how next year goes. Uh, of course we have to start off against Oregon next year. Yeah. Who's a I potential mean, CFP top I mean, four. And to be fair, that's what I'm saying. Those are losses, um, Oregon and UCLA, obviously. I mean, we're not going to – I mean, I'm not saying those are obvious losses. I'm just saying those are obviously yeah. not games that we're going to go into anticipating winning, which right. is important to at least put into context, just like Laramie. I mean, I'm proud of the boys for not dwelling. I mean, that was a shellacking. I mean, it got destroyed mm-hmm. by Wyoming. I mean, and like by their tight end too. Like it was like their giants <laughs> were, were, were running all over us. So – it was like we had no chance against them. And the boys, I think, you know, put that into context. We're like, just like Coach Jones had in the past, we got blown out by Boise like 77 to 7 for us in the years that we went to bowl games. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying like, you know, it's just throw away games, but you can't win them all sometimes. I mean, if you're built to win them all and the, the schedule is lines up, then we should go, we should expect that. Um, but no, nobody in the Mountain West with our schedule next year, not a single Mountain West team would go undefeated, especially starting with Oregon, who has a chance to still play for the national championship this year. And, um, you know, we saw them, you know, just run circles, literal literal circles around our DBs this year. And, you know, I mean, that's why we're saying we're proud of where the team is now. But putting into context, you know, Coach Chang, this is – where he's supposed to be, in my opinion, maybe even a little bit ahead of the game, but next year is we expect a bowl game. I mean, do you think that's fair, Sean? Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. If you look at the trajectory, three, five, seven. So I, I, I'm thinking we're oh! <laughs> seven. Like, right? I mean, way too early season prediction, huh? I mean, look at the Fibonacci sequence. It's one, two, three, five. <laughs> <laughs> And we look at the flow of mathematics. Yes, we should be, I guess. But I, you know, I, I, I don't think we're wrong, right? Ryan, to say that we demand more than five wins next year for sure. Yeah, uh, you know, I think a bowl game is definitely a solid goal to have. And, I, and from a fan, from fans' expectation, you know, um, realistically, it's going to be very tough. Uh, you know, we've got some rough games on the road next year. Uh, we've got you know Boise and Fresno on our schedule next year at Air Force. Uh, I mean, you know, UNLV is coming in. I mean, they're they're going to be pretty good for a few right. years. And yeah, yeah. You know, even at Sam Houston, uh, you know, Hawaii unfortunately doesn't travel well. And yeah. you know, hopefully we can get better over the years. But you know, being someone who's you know lived in Texas for a while, like, Texas in September is probably going to be pretty hot. Yeah. So and, you know, and that's mid. It's mid September. So you know, who knows what it's going to be like? But 
yeah, there's, you know, you look at the schedule and yeah, I could easily see a, a 500 season. So, you know, if you can put some games together and, you know, we'll call it steal a game or two and whether 50, it's 50 games, you know, <laughs> an extra turnover or whatever it is. But I mean, that's what it is. You know, a lot of times, you know, these games for us, you look at our season now that we just had a yeah. lot of these games, we could have just, you know, stole a game Absolutely. or two and it's one possession, you know, San Diego State uh, comes to mind. Uh, even Vandy at the beginning of the yeah. season. You know? uh, we also so, had some I mean, on the flip, though. We had some on the flip side. I mean, yeah. when you look at yeah. New Mexico State, I mean, they think that they stole that game from us because look how mm-hmm. great of a season they had. That's why I was so thrilled with that win. We dominated the second half of that game, and mm-hmm. we took it from a 9-1 team. I mean, that's amazing. Um, but next year, I mean, we there is still an issue with the schedule. There's a great right. puka. And well, to not me, only, it should be filled. Not only that, I mean, we we could have Oregon State or Washington State be plugged into our schedule with this That's true this alliance yeah. with the Pac two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And according to, I think it was David Reardon, Dave Reardon's article, he said, at, at, nobody in the Mountain West currently will be left behind. So it, yeah, it, I mean, but that that's another thing. I'm sorry. I do not trust any. I, I know how ages <laughs> are. They do not show their cards. Like, sell, their, sell their grandma down the road for a buck. Until I see it in red and <laughs> black ink, until yeah. I see UH versus Wazoo versus Oregon State, like, I'm not going to believe right. it. And that's the thing is, like, they're going to try cost-cutting measures. I'm wondering how they're going to do this, honestly, because... Um, I, I mean, what if it's going to be on the Pac-12 network? Like, that would be super cool. Like, I would say they kept Hawaii going. I think Hawaii would be an asset for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that would be an interesting thing. because, But that would also change the circumstances around Coach Chang. Let's be honest. He, two of his wins, two of his um, eight wins, a quarter of them are against FCS teams. Like, so you really can't yeah. count them. You know, so there's only really six wins. Two of them came against Reno who is terrible. Um, I think, you know, beating Air Force was a great win. Um, mm-hmm. I think beating New Mexico State was a good win. But, you know, Colorado State is an achievable win because they're also trying to get out of this the last tier. Like we said, if there's three tiers, there's a lower, the mid, the upper. We're trying to get into that mm-hmm. mid-tier. So mm-hmm. I'm not even saying we have to win the Mountain West next year, but we definitely have to solidify ourselves that, that we're not a gutter team anymore. Um, and I think, you know, I don't know. How, how do you think we can do that, Ryan? I mean, like I said earlier, it's it's playing a full 60 minutes. I think, one, if we can see that from a team, that would be a huge game changer because we were basically playing from behind the eight ball for a lot of the yeah. season. Uh, you know, and being in typical, unfortunate, but typical Hawaii fashion, a lot of dumb personal foul penalties, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, turnovers will happen on, you know, on offense and, and ideally you want to try to get some back on defense, but it's the dumb mistakes. And, and, you know, I think we got better as the season went on, at least in the second half of no personal fouls or, you know, maybe one or two, not four or five. And, you know, we, we got better on the offensive line. I don't really remember a ton of false starts in the past few games. Um, but you know, that's what kills you, right? It's, it's false starts. It's holdings that on offense, when you're stuck behind the line, uh, you know, pass interferences will happen on defense. Uh, but we had just a lot of personal fouls in that first half of the season. So, you know, that, that just comes down to, you know, coaching one, um, but then the players having to buy into that. 
And, you know, I also think that the schemes and, and from the coaches got better as well. So, you know, yep. we, we've talked about the, I don't want to call them eight experience now because a lot of them have at least two years in their position. So it's like, okay, it's time to get going. Uh, you kind of know who your players are at this point. You kind of know who's coming in on the recruitment side. If you can steal, you know, out of the transfer portal, then great. But, you know, we should be in a pretty solid position, I think, moving on to year three of this, you know, Timmy Chang era. I agree. I think that, you know, for Coach Timmy, he should be proud of, you know, where the team is at now, just given how difficult it's been and the fact that he still made a lot of mistakes. I mean, he he can acknowledge that as well. I mean, like I said, we're kidding, but we have to find out which coaches called the most timeouts in the third quarter in NCAA this year. (laughs) That would be us. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like we said, this last game, watching it over again, we had a delay of game, I think, that we called time on the first quarter. And it was fine. But, I mean, we're still getting, you know, some plays in too late. And like I said, this happens to a lot of teams. So, but Coach mm-hmm. Chang needs to, you know, fix the macro issues with game management and philosophy and, um, you know, in-game decisions. Like, he's still got to work on that. But I think he's at a good place. I think what is scary, you know, and Ryan brought up some of it, was the fact that next year's schedule gets harder. And mm-hmm. if we add either Wazoo or Oregon State, it's going to be even harder than it is. Yeah. And it's already a tough schedule. So I think that's something that's going to be interesting, how we navigate that, because there is a chance that we don't get even five wins next year because the schedule does get a lot harder. And we have to be you know, fair with Coach Chang, but also fair with you know how much time he's had. So... Um, I don't think it's it's safe to say like we can anticipate a bowl game next year. I think it's fair that we expect one, but I still think that given the schedule, it's not going to be easy for him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but we also have a lot of sports down the pipe. Um, the men's volleyball mm-hmm. schedule just dropped, so everyone's excited about that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we just switched sides there as well. They're going to switch the up ref and the teams to be aligned with basketball. So they can allow for, you know, more premium seating, which is a good idea, especially for men's volleyball since, um, you know, they attract quite the crowd and come join us. You know, I have some uh, requests already. April trip, Irvine, San Diego, Long Beach, then, of course, NCAA tournament. So men's volleyball, uh, we expect a lot of tours. And of course, right there in Cali, Cali. Um, you know, my other home and a place that I'm, um, you know, love to show off and all the great places to eat and things to do. So that's something to look forward to. So go to hisportsfans.com, um, leave your email. We're going to have a survey on the website soon to um, kind of gauge interest as we go um, start planning towards June uh, 2024, our Japanese baseball tour and uh, possible even Olympics. I got another notification from Paris about Olympic tickets being available. So um, if you want to go, voulez-vous aller en France uh, avec Hawaii Sports fans, um, then you should, um, you know, check us out, Hawaii Sports fans, hisportsfans.com, at hisportsfans. I know a lot of people aren't on social media, but it's easiest to update uh, Instagrams and and Twitters and Xs and, you know, all the others. It's a little bit easier than updating websites sometimes. I know some people are like, you got to send on newsletters, but... Um, you know, I don't, we don't spam at Hawaii Sports Fans either. Maybe, but we probably need to <laughs> send more. Um, but yeah, it's been a great season. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I was wrong with my preseason pick of, of four games. I'm happy that 
we got to five. Um, what a what a great way to end the season. I'm happy to have my grandfather. You know, we sat there and watched every game for seventy dollars this year, including a thirty-five zero defeat. He had to pay seventy dollars to win this. And then I'm glad that he got some of his money back watching a Colorado State game. And um, also seeing his grandson get shot out, I think, in Laramie, even though he's probably like, okay, why is he on television? Um, but, you know, I think uh, when I, like this morning, I talked about, I, I met, I interviewed, did an interview with Jim Mendoza. Well, so Hawaii News now look out for that. Um, kind of talking about the streak, but also what Hawaii football means. And I, I you know, go into a lot of the galvanization of, this population of people in Hawaii that were interested in building a stadium, were interested in going D1, were interested in elevating the program. So that's something um, that's important as well. But um, I know we had a great year. Um, we're going to keep this podcast going. So check it out uh, wherever you get your pod, your podcast, um, every single platform or hisportsfans.podbean.com. You can check out all the old episodes as well. So what's so different about Hawaii sports fans? Hey guys, this is Wayne Cueto, and that's a question I get asked a lot. And it's a fair one. There are a lot of great local companies that will take you on the road, get you game tickets, transportation, airfare, and hotel. Yes, we can do all of that too. But the difference here is an extra layer of detail an extra layer of personalization, an extra layer of premium amenities and adventure that you can't get anywhere else. Starting with our group size, we usually never go above 24, usually around 12 to 15, and sometimes only two to four even. It doesn't matter. Whatever size, we're going to give you that experience. We're going to give you a foodie adventure. We're going to make every moment count. There's no dead time. And of course, you're always going to be well-fed and always eating very good stuff. I can just guarantee you that. But here at Hawaii Sports Fans as well, we want to make you feel like family always. And that's something that is hard to do for most companies. But we're proud to do it here. We can't wait to have you on the road. Join us at hisportsfans.com. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com.